Okay, so we're recording. I want to welcome everyone um, to the meeting. And I really think these meetings are important uh, for a couple of reasons. One, you know, all of you do have questions. You may have problems or concerns, and this is the time that we can uh, address those issues. Um, and one mechanism I thought, you know, some people are shy and they don't like to ask questions, you can always email me a question and I'll address it at the meeting, especially if you're not able to attend the meeting. Let's say that Saturday's a bad time, but you do have some questions, uh, please um, send an email to info at Healing BI and then I'll address it at the meeting and you'll get a recording. So all that'll be for you. So we're trying to make these meetings a, a little bit more efficient and uh, productive because the office staff can only answer, um, you know, so many questions. Uh, and especially those of you that have just joined the program, uh, you know, you may have a lot of questions and this is the time that we can really go over those issues, those questions to make sure that you're comfortable with the program. So welcome everyone. Oh, and I just wanted to tell you that um, the third Saturday of this month, I'm going to be talking on ozone therapy. I'm going to give a presentation talking to, um, uh, on the podcast, you know, the basics of ozone, why I think it's important, how it can be helpful. So that's going to be the third Saturday of June at noon. It will be recorded and it will be uh, posted on my podcast. Uh, also, um, our first prayer meeting was very successful. We had a nice group of people that turned out. It was led by Reverend Russ uh, Montgomery. So those of you that might be interested in that meeting, uh, I do believe in the power of prayer. And uh, Russ is uh, a phenomenal individual who's done a lot of work in not only in the US, but many third world countries in helping people with vision problems. So let's begin the meeting. Um, open for questions. Yes, Dr. Kondra. Yeah, is that Steve talking? Can you hear me? Yeah. Yes, yes. I've been on your protocol now for, oh gosh, I can't remember, probably six months. Uh -huh. And um, I didn't feel as though I was getting anywhere, but, but so I, I've never relented. I've kept it up. I've also been doing additional things like running. I've been doing uh, ozone therapy religiously also. And most recently, I've added intermittent fasting with, with an emphasis on trying to achieve the maximum autophagy I can achieve. And, um, and by the way, coincidentally... <laughs> Coincidentally, somebody convinced me to, to say a simple prayer and ask the Lord to uh, be in my life. And so I've done all these things. And so I don't know how to apportion anything. But I went to my retina surgeon recently, and he said, my left eye is my worst eye. And I have intermediate uh, dry macular degeneration with geographic atrophy starting. And he said, the drusen spots are almost completely gone. Wow. What? I, I, I take that as wonderful news, but he said, well, he said, I've seen that happen when your eye, it, they will go away. And then the next thing that happens is he called it, your eye sort of collapses, that it goes into um, cellular death in your central retina. Now he's an allopathic doctor. I, I, I'm hoping that you have a much more optimistic view of what's going on. I think my eyes are getting better. Yeah, well, if the drusens uh, disappear, uh, that's a really good sign. And, uh, you know, it's really unfortunate that uh, traditional medical doctors don't believe that the body can heal. You know, the school of thought is if you get macular degeneration, there is nothing you can do. Um, you know, you're you're going to go blind and forget about it. Forget about taking vitamins. I, I disagree with that. I strongly disagree yeah. with that. 
you you would interpret that as a very positive development i would i would assume, yeah right? definitely but it's essentially curing now by the way he's a very interesting doctor he's an allopathic retina surgeon but he also is omad he only eats one meal a day so he is sort mm -hmm. of enlightened at the same time mm -hmm. um but uh but he I, I left his office saying that's baloney i'm not my eye isn't collapsing it's curing itself i'm doing right. everything right yeah having that having that positive attitude yeah, that positive attitude. but i'm um I'm kind of excited. Uh, in a couple of weeks, I'm going to be speaking to the Christian Ophthalmology Society uh, on homeopathy. And this is going to be a group of maybe 300 Christian ophthalmologists. And I'm going to try to convince them. I mean, they believe in spiritual healing, but I'm trying to convince them to incorporate homeopathy into their practice. So that's well, it's exciting for me. It's, it's just one more comment. It's impossible for me to apportion or attribute any one of these modalities that I'm doing, but I think I've tipped the scale and I, I, I could not have done it without, you know, signing up with you and getting, getting sort of a pro and getting all this stuff. And, and, and I don't know what did it. Maybe homeopathy did the whole thing. Yeah, but, but who cares? Well, who cares what did it as long as you're getting better? Absolutely. Well, anyway, thank you very much. Well, thank you. I for thought those, Thank you for those nice comments. But I, have Andrew, talk, I have a question. I have, to, I have to tell you a story. I had a patient. She was very, very faithful. And uh, it was like her second year into the program. She's doing the microcurrent every day and doing everything. And I always hated to do a follow-up with her because she would tell you? me, I'm doing all this stuff. And I'm not getting better. And, I, and I'm thinking, well, maybe I'm misleading her. Maybe I should tell her that, you know, some people just don't get better. And she was on the schedule and I was expecting that call. You know, when am I going to get better? I'm doing it faithfully. And she was in tears. She says, I can't believe it, Dr. Condra. The last couple of days, my vision has improved. I've never seen better in my life. Wondering if the maybe the other thing is that 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 Okay, any other comments? Yeah, I have a, I have a question. Um, I, I've, I have been doing your program, the microcurrent, maybe for about five weeks now, and I have been uh, gotten my results from my urine test, and I wanted to know what your opinion is versus urine test for heavy metals versus the blood or the hair test. Okay, um, you can be dying of lead poisoning and your blood and urine and hair could be normal. All the top doctors who are doing major detoxification, they believe in a urine challenge test. In other words, when lead gets into your body, it goes into your fat, your bone, your brain, and your eye. It's locked in there. And you could check your blood and urine, it's going to be normal. But if you do a challenge, if you take those chelating agents, that'll draw the lead and mercury out and you get a more accurate measurement. So to me, it's the most accurate way of uh, measuring the toxic load in your body, the urine challenge test. Oh, thank you. I had um, a very high level, the levels of the, uh, of the lead was to the very end. And um, I'm one, I looked up because uh, I was a hairdresser for many years, but I haven't been a hairdresser for over 30 years now. And I'm wondering from what you said, are those, is that lead still locked in me? Okay, here's an interesting fact. Those of you that have studied chemistry, there's something called a half-life. Uh, and we talk about the half-life of lead in the body. Let's say you measure five grams of lead in your body. By half-life, I mean, how long would it take for half of that lead to leave your body naturally, maybe by hydration? Well, the half-life of lead is 99 years. 
which is kind of scary. That means if you don't do anything, it's going to take 99 years for half of that lead to leave your body. So, and unfortunately, you know, we've all grown up in a society where we have leaded gasoline, leaded paint, leaded pencils. I can remember in grade school playing with mercury. The science teacher gave me mercury and I held it in my hand. So no wonder we have a toxic load. So you do need to begin okay. a good program of detoxification. Mm -hmm. It depends how aggressive you want to be. The best way is IV chelation, but that is very, very expensive and time-consuming. So most of my patients do the rectal suppositories and the ocular detox. I just, um, I just ordered the, I just received them now, the um, rectal suppositories. And what else did you say besides that? Uh, there's a product called Ocular Detox. Okay. Is uh, a pill that you take. You're supposed to take six pills a day. And I would recommend you start out maybe with just two a day and work your way up because everybody has a different level of sensitivity. But probably the most important thing you can do is proper hydration. You know, drinking plenty of water. Uh, that, that can work miracles. And uh, also being very careful what you put into your body. You want to avoid, you know, food with preservatives, toxic chemicals, uh, things like that. And I was yeah. in a meeting a couple of years ago and uh, one source of toxicity is our home. Uh, you know, now we're living like in a tomb. Windows are closed. You know, when I was younger growing up, my mother would always say, open up the windows and let some fresh air in. Now we have air conditioning, all the toxins accumulate in our home, and we don't have good circulation. So open up those windows. I'm assuming that, you know, live in a city where there's a lot of traffic, but we need, need to have good ventilation, good healthy air. Or you may want to consider buying uh, an air purifier, especially in your bedroom. They're inexpensive. You can get a small like HEPA filter in your bedroom to prevent yourself from, you know, breathing in all those uh, toxins. Okay, thank you. I looked up many of the foods that would help for detoxification and uh, cilantro comes up a lot. All right. So, My wife is Vietnamese and the Vietnamese love cilantro. So those are excellent to be consuming regularly. Cilantro okay. is interesting because it crosses the blood-brain barrier. So when you do eat cilantro, some of the uh, helpful chemicals in cilantro do good into the brain and the eye to help detoxify your body. Okay, and um, the other thing was some like wild blueberries I read. Mm -hmm. Well, all your fresh fruits and vegetables have uh, a, a chelation or, a, a, you know, an antitoxin. I mean, vitamin C is a chelator. Okay. But I find that when you do have high levels of lead, you really got to be a little bit more aggressive in terms of really going after it, you know, with some type of chelation program. There is an organization called ACAM, the American College yeah. of Advancement of Medicine. You can go okay. to ACAM, apple, cherry, Apple Mary, A C A M dot okay. org. Thank and you. you can type in your zip code and it'll give you a list of doctors in your area that do chelation. <laughs> and okay, I'd be Mary. happy, I'd be happy to talk to any of those doctors too. Um, because if your lead is off the chart, you know, it may right. be important to work with someone. Uh, I know myself, uh, my my lead is up. And uh, I try to do one IV chelation a month, but I do a lot of traveling and I take the rectal suppositories with me and I take the oral with me. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's an ongoing process to get rid of that lead. And I read um, about zeolite. Is that, is that good to do in addition with the foods and the um, uh, uh, suppositories? Um, I think that the zeolite and a lot of these other things, uh, Corella, uh, yes, they can be helpful 
but they're really not going to tackle the problem with the lead. I read something about the fact that cilantro can help, but it doesn't move it out of the body. Um, I think it can move some of it out of the body. So maybe it would be the um, suppositories that would um, help more with the movement of getting it out. Mm, that I really can't comment on. I know in my experience, the best way to remove the lead is some type of EDTA chelation. Okay, thank you. Thank you. And that should probably be a topic, uh, maybe one of the uh, Saturdays, the third Saturday, I'll talk about chelation. So this Saturday oh, would be ozone. And then maybe in July, I'll talk about chelation. I'll go into detail about that because that, oh. that is important. Good, thank you. Doctor, I have a question. Um, yes, Charlotte. Yes, sir. Um, I'm going to be doing the, the chelation, and my question is: I I've been doing the um, the machine electrical stem for five weeks now, and I got the urine test back, and I was up like this other gal. My lead is off the charts, uh, and the mercury. I cannot really get any improvement on my vision until that lead's out of my body, right? Oh, no, that's not true. That's, not uh, true. It's a, that's my question. No, it's not true. The lead and the elevated mercury may slow the healing of the body, uh, but it's not going to prevent the body from healing. Because I've been doing it for five weeks now, and, and there's absolutely no improvement. If well, anything, it's, it's getting worse. Well, you have to be patient, and um, you know. I, usually, I'll I'll tell pa patients, give it at least three months. Sometimes oh. it's surprising. I've had patients feel like there's no improvement of the vision when they go back to their eye doctor. There's an improvement of the vision. Okay, and one more question. I, I received the the big container of jug of the of the vitamins for the macula. And when I opened it up the first time, and each time I opened the, the jug, it, there's a horrible plastic smell. And the, um, when I open up the, the little containers of those vitamins, they kind of smell like plastic. Well, we are getting complaints about bad odor from the vitamins. And we talked to the manufacturer, and it has to do with some of the ingredients. If there's a byproduct of the odor, it's not from the plastic but we are going oh. to be reformulating um, the next batch. You know, it's a big problem in terms of getting good quality vitamins. And, you know, we're having issues with all the manufacturers. The FDA is clamping down on vitamins, uh, homeopathy. It's just mm -hmm. getting more and more difficult. So we are going to be reformulating all of our products probably towards the end of this year. Okay, thank you. But I have to say, make a comment. Food is your best medicine. You know, I do recommend vitamins, but I'll tell you what, if God wanted us to take vitamins, he'd have them grown on trees. So- Well, I try to eat organic, yeah. Eat organic and drink plenty of water. Yeah. Um, and also, uh, you know, raw uh, fresh fruits and vegetables. Look mm -hmm. at supplements, you know, like the cilantro. Oh, and um, I gave a talk one time on rosemary. You know, simple rosemary doesn't sound that glamorous, but rosemary has unbelievable healing effects. There's been some published studies on rosemary uh, improving uh, your mental function and uh, reversing eye problems. Well, how do you take the rosemary by a capsule or get No, the I would say the best thing is to grow the rosemary yourself. Rosemary grows like a weed. Then how do you put it in your salad? You, you can make rosemary tea. Oh, okay. In fact, I think on one of my podcasts, if you go to Condrat Podcast, I give a talk. I gave a talk on rosemary. Okay. Thank you. So there was another really interesting study. You know, all these exotic fruit juices that, you, that come on the market, mango steam and goji berry and these testimonials, it cures everything. Well, there was a study done looking at all these exotic juices, aloe vera, 
uh, goji berries, mangosteen, and they compared it to apple juice. And apple juice was far and superior, a much better product. But apple wow. juice isn't glamorous. Not glamorous. Wow. They go all fashioned apple juice. But of course, you have to make sure you're getting organic apples. Organic. Because all the apples are sprayed. But apple juice turned out to be a winner. Wow. So I think we're surrounded by really good, beneficial uh, foods and plants that. Uh, oh, and there was another article about dandelions. The dandelion has all types of curative effects. Dr. Condor, I got a question. Yes. This is this is Betty. Hi, this Betty. Is Betty. Yeah. Um, you know, we talked about lighting before incandescent and uh, you know it's getting really really it's a, it's a real push right now to get LED on the shelves and in the stores now and it's it's getting harder and harder to find incandescent. But I have been able to find it's called incandescent modified spectrum replacement. And it's like you know a hundred watt light bulb, you know, uses only 72 watts. That kind of, is that acceptable? Uh, is that kind of half LED, half condescent? What well, does the that key mean? Is, the key is that it's the, the color of the light, the wavelength of the light. Our bodies need blue light during the day. And we need to avoid blue light at night. So remember when the sun sets, the red spectrum comes into our life. So we, we need the red spectrum at night. And there's been numerous studies showing the harmful effect of blue light at night. Um, and of course the compact fluorescent lights give off a blue spectrum. Not only that, it's dirty light. <laughs> it causes a really uh, harmful vibration. Um, I know I did um, a study, I have a light meter which measures dirty light. And if you hold that light meter up to a fluorescent light, there's like this crackling and unbelievable, horrible noise. Hmm. And you put that same light meter up against an incandescent light and there's like just a quiet little hum. Hmm. In fact, one of these times I have to do a demonstration on that. We used to do it during our program. It was shocking hmm. noise, the fluorescent light. <laughs> And you know, so, so it's okay to use LED during the day. Well, LEDs give off different wavelengths. You can get an LED that has a red wavelength or a blue. I think you have to look at the color chart. Okay. Uh, so our bodies need blue light during the day. Okay. We should avoid blue light at night. So those of you that do a lot of work on your computer or watch TV at night, that's when you have to avoid the, uh, the light. And I don't know, you know, the iPhone has a night shift that during the day, the night shift or the day, the phone is, has a blue tone. And then at night, it shifts to red. The engineers at Apple have figured that out, that it's healthier to have a red spectrum at night. Now you may have heard of blue blockers. Some eye doctors recommend you wear blue blockers all the time if you have an eye problem. I think that you should wear blue blockers at night. You wanna block the blue spectrum at night. And I interviewed uh, Professor Abraham Hyam, uh, who's an expert on uh, LAN, light at night. He's done numerous studies. I, uh, if you go to my podcast and look at his name, Haim, H-A-I-M, it's really scary the damage that blue light at night is doing to our health. Studies have shown he feels strongly that the increase in breast cancer is due to blue light at night. He's done numerous studies, also macular degeneration, a lot of eye problems, you know, too much blue light at night. Dr. Condra, this is Ruby. What are the, when we go into the store to buy a light bulb, what should we buy? How do we know we're buying what we need? Um, I just buy regular LED, 
Well, then you can buy incandescent light bulbs now. I've bought them. I went to uh, Lowe's and Lowe's does have the incandescent light bulbs. Okay. Simple incandescent light bulbs. Okay. But the best thing day is- Day and avoid. night, right? I'm sorry. No, day, you know, day, you want the blue spectrum during the day. Blue light is healthy during the day. You want a full spectrum light or natural light. At night, you need to avoid the blue light. So blue light by itself is not harmful. Blue, your body needs blue light during the day. That's why God made the sky blue and the ocean blue. We need blue light during the day. At night, okay. uh, your eye needs to rest. How many of you are familiar with the dark room? You know, when you're developing, I mean, no one has a dark room now, but when I was younger, I had my own dark room. You have a red light bulb. And you work in the red light and it doesn't activate the photographic paper. So your eyes need to rest at night. That's why you need the red incandescent lights, the quiet light. There was a couple of studies done that showed that people who get a good night's sleep um, and are not exposed to light, that in itself can help regenerate the eye. It was a study done in China that even a, a, a blue light from your alarm clock at night or any light coming into your room can affect your circadian rhythm. So the key is to sleep in a totally dark room. Mm. And I think I talked about light. Um, all of you should have gotten a copy of lectures I used to give during our one week program. And I gave a, a lecture just on light. Um, so make sure you look at that. It was, uh, I think a four lecture series. One is about diet and one on homeopathy and one on light. But I should probably give a talk just on light. So you're giving me a big <laughs> list of topics. Ozone, chelation, light. Yes, light. I missed that one, thank you. But light is, you know, uh, the sun is the source of all life on earth. If we didn't have the sun, uh, we would not have photosynthesis. Uh, we would not have uh, living food that can help us survive. And it's really fascinating. You know, plants have a substance called chlorophyll. And light, chlorophyll absorbs the light and there's a photochemical process that stores that energy. Well, interesting, in our body, we have something called hemoglobin. And if I would show you a hemoglobin molecule next to a chlorophyll molecule, you'd say, Dr. Condra, there's no difference. But you have to look closely. The hemoglobin molecule has iron in the center. Chlorophyll has magnesium. The molecules are identical. So essentially our bodies need light. Mm. And of course we know that you need ultraviolet light because that produces vitamin D. And most of us have a vitamin D deficiency. So um, that's why I have vitamin D uh, in all of my vitamin formulas. We're not getting enough of ultraviolet light. It's essential. In fact, some doctors are doing something called ultraviolet blood radiation where they take the blood out of your body and actually shine ultraviolet light and put it back in, which is like an oxidative treatment. So I'll, I'll be talking about that next, um, or not uh, the third Saturday this month, that'll be two Saturdays. Thank you for that. The pool and sit in the sun. Sit, go in the pool, sit in the sun, but then you have to be careful because too much uh, ultraviolet light can be very damaging to your body. Um, but we do need a moderate amount of ultraviolet light. And, um, you know, Dr. Bates was right. You know, he talked about sunning. A lot of the stuff that Dr. Bates talked about uh, in the early 1900s is, is showing true now. You know, palming and sunning, being exposed to ultraviolet light. 
question about the pool. I'm sorry, I, it didn't come through. I said question about the pool. Can you hear me? Yeah, you have a question, Mary? Okay. Uh, yeah, everybody says swim, but all of the pools are full of chlorine. So. Uh, yeah, you got that fall. right. But ozone, more and more pools are becoming ozonated. We used to have a pool in Florida and it was ozonated. Well, and I'm in I Florida a, and I sure can't find one. <laughs> um, well, here's the funny thing. Uh, the ozone generators for swimming pools are very inexpensive. They're only like a couple hundred dollars and they can reduce the need for chlorine. I think in all the Olympics now, they eliminated chlorine. The water is ozonated. And then my goodness, you have an added benefit. The ozone not only destroys the bacteria, the ozone's absorbed into your body. So now a lot of doctors have ozone saunas, you know, where you sit in a sauna in the ozone, you know, uh, I'll be talking about this more in my talk on ozone, but our body needs oxygen. Without oxygen, our body's not going to heal. And one of the biggest problems, anytime you have a degenerative eye disorder, you're not getting enough oxygen. Why aren't you giving enough, enough oxygen? Well, it could be your circulation. It could be toxins in your body, um, you know, because the lead and mercury are the, the oxygen saturation, all these things. I uh, found this little machine. That's it. That looks kind of scary. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I found it online. Actually, I was just looking for the kind, you know, that you used to do a paper with. Anyway, this one, uh, it actually has, you push an ozone. You can get ozone steam coming out of it. I don't yeah. know if it's a bull or if be, it's technical. That would be very beneficial. Okay. I've been doing like uh, <laughs> 10 minutes more a day. Should I do more? It seems like a really I'll tell you, day. the way you look, your face looks great. I think I may want to start using it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Now send me send me information on it because um, is there an ozone generator in that device? I have no idea. If you give me a minute, I can show you the box. But do you plug it in? Does it? Yeah, it's like the old time. It used to be where the steam would come up into your face. Yeah. So now you heat it up, and this, and then you push the little button, and it says ozone. It's kind of like if you go get a facial, you know, I, well, mm -hmm. I don't know, some people, and the, this rod comes out and mm -hmm. they do the steam. Well, this one, you push it and it says ozone. And no, a lot of doctors are doing ozone sauna where you sit in a steam bath. The only problem is you have to be careful not to breathe ozone. Ozone oh. is really beneficial to your skin, your eyes, <laughs> but it is irritating to the lungs. That's one of the problems with ozone. You have to be careful not to breathe it. So how do I do not breathe it? <laughs> I haven't figured that part out. Well, I think it's probably designed that the steam goes up there and the ozone, yeah. it's more of a water treatment than actually air circulating. Yeah. Yeah, okay. All right. Dr. Yes. Oh. Yes. Go ahead. Yes, uh, Dr. Conrad, you have um, talked before about ozone, and um, I think I, I, probably, I wait maybe for your talk, but if I call your office, you have different suggestions you have had for how to apply ozone. If I call your office, do you sell actually uh, uh, any devices that um, can be used for ozone? Yeah, we, we recommend two devices. One is the CATS ozone generator that uses mm -hmm. ambient air. That's good for making um, ozone eye drops. And it would also be good for ozonating water, maybe for facial applications. Mm -hmm. That ozone generator does not need a tank of oxygen. 
the other ozone generator, you need to have oxygen because it makes a higher concentration of ozone. And that would be used for the rectal insufflation or the original. For that, you need, oh, uh, you need oxygen for the one you just talked about. You need oxygen. Uh-huh. And I have three really good YouTubes. I have a YouTube video on making ozonated saline, on rectal mm-hmm. insufflation, and auricular. Uh-huh. Okay. I uh, saw the one for the eye drops. Yeah. So if you go to YouTube and just search my name in ozone, you should find those three. Uh-huh. Okay. And then my other question was uh, about the blue light. Um, is, for instance, TV, does TV um, reflect blue light at night? Definitely. That's it. Yeah. Okay. So watching too much TV in the evening is a no-go, right? It's a no-go. Um, your brain. I think what is the somebody told me that te- television eats holes in your brain. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's nothing good on TV. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Thank you. So I would for confirming that. Read a book or watch a movie. I think yeah. television now and everything on TV is uh, propaganda. Uh, I think it's. Uh, the whole world has turned into a big psychological operation. I don't know what to believe anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Dr. Condren, I had a question. Again, uh, another question. Last time uh, um, we met, we were talking about the microcurrent machine, the brain balancing uh, uh, protocol and um, you you were talked about adding you could add uh, a protocol to the machine was it for glaucoma uh, right now any, anybody that has a glaucoma protocol they have the brain balancing built in because i discovered okay. that the brain balancing works exceptionally well for glaucoma now the rest of you if you have macular degeneration i didn't find that the brain balancing was that effective um, but I, I, I am considering putting it in the stress program or relaxation. So it'll be a combination, stress and relaxation and, and brain balancing. You also have a brain and sensory program, which is a little bit different. You know, the brain and sensory um, helps coordinate all the senses. Uh, you know, you know put, on, put on your glasses so you can hear me or doctor, before I read the eye chart, let me put on my hearing aids. You know, our senses support each other. And as we get older, our hearing decreases, the vision. Um, So the brain and sensory helps stimulate all of our senses together to support the vision. So that's a program that all of you have on your machines, number four. So you have the stress program and you have the brain and sensory. Okay, so there was nothing else uh, that needs to be added uh, in uh, the not, not really. Okay. Not really. Charlotte, you had a question? Yes, um, I have the program. It's uh, the number one for the MAC degeneration, but I also have glaucoma. Should I have something added to that? Well, you may have a combination program. It could be macular and glaucoma combined. Oh, okay. Look on your machine because you know, many of you have three problems. You have macular, glaucoma, and cataracts. So we'll put all three in. But generally what I like to do is on your program is to focus on the most important problem. Let's say for example, the doctor tells you you have macular, glaucoma, and cataracts, but I look at your chart and your cataracts are negligible. I mean, everybody over the age of 50 has cataracts. It probably doesn't have to be treated. And then maybe you have borderline glaucoma or maybe it's misdiagnosed. So I'd probably just want to run a program for macular degeneration because too many frequencies going in may confuse the issue. We want to focus on the real problem. I have a question about- the machine works because I don't feel anything. (laughs) Well, you're not, you should not feel anything. If you feel okay. burning or tingling, that could mean that you're probably dehydrated. No, no, I don't. 
Good. I have a question about homeopathy. Oh, good. I like questions about homeopathy. I've, I've used um, homeopathy for the past 20 years, and the doctor that I see has told me never to use any any product with camphor. And since I have now been using the your uh, particular homeopathy, um, I'm wondering if that's the same, uh, if there's some uh, substances that should not be used uh, because it could make the homeopathy negligible. Well, uh, there's different homeopathic remedies. Most homeopathic doctors, I shouldn't say most, but some use centesimal potencies. That's a high potency where you take one dose. Now, the centesimal potency, you have to be very careful about antidoting. No camphor, no mint, no dental procedures, don't do this, don't do that, no coffee. It drives you crazy. Um, I like the LM potencies. The LM potency is something you take every day. There doesn't seem to be an issue with antidoting with the LMs. That's why I like them. So you could, you know, take them and there's really no concern about antidoting. Now, on the other hand, there are some homeopathic remedies that are very sensitive to antidoting. And then we have to be careful. But if you do have that particular homeopathic prescription, I'll make sure that you're aware of it. But generally speaking, with the LMs, you don't have to worry about antidoting. What is the worry about antimony? What are you? Antidoting. Antidoting or negating the homeopathic remedy. Okay. So if okay. you're on my homeopathic remedy, which is an LM, you take it every day. Right. You do the less, suck, yeah. Suck, yeah. Less, less then, risk. But a lot of okay. homeopathic doctors, and I used to prescribe, you take a remedy and you wait three months. That prescribing, you have to worry about antidote. Oh, okay. No, I the doctor that I saw always had... Um, because of sensi my sensitivity always had me dilute it a lot. Okay. That's the other reason why I like the LMs. The LMs are very dilute. They tend to be a little more gentle on your body. Oh, I've been using it and I, I, I do feel better with it. Uh, I have I noticed that um, uh, I do have more energy and um, I do feel more balanced. Good. That's what I like to hear. I like it when patients say, I don't know what you gave me, Dr. Condra, but I've never felt so good about myself. That's what we like to hear. Good. Okay. Go ahead. Which one? <laughs> uh, antidote uh, related to, um, my apologies for this whole entire question because it doesn't apply to a lot of people. When we talked uh, a couple of weeks ago when I joined, I was having all of these uh, eye inflammation problems. Mm -hmm. Well, since then I discovered, thank God, uh, my whole entire house has been inundated with mold underneath a indoor jacuzzi. Uh, I have since removed myself from that entire environment for two months because I rented a place and um, my eyes are technically, uh, the inflammation is cleared up, but I still have this ongoing issue and I am on your homeopathic something. I still have this issue of everywhere I go, uh, I can't go into stores. If you recall, you know, I can't go anywhere because anybody who lights a candle in the house, I can't go in. Uh, uh, Going into a health food store, they were cleaning whatever their cleaner was in the health food store. I didn't go to their bathroom. Anyway, so I already had an appointment with an allergist to get tested. Uh, and he brought up the idea, well, maybe it's mold. Okay. So, and I told him my issue of everywhere I go. Well, he said, take, it's a, he told me to take N-O-L-T-R-E. <coughs> Something in X O N E. 
which is a, uh, I guess it has to be, you can't do it over the counter, you have to get it at one of those um, compounding stores. He said he'd been taking it for 20 years and I should plan on taking it for the rest of my life. Therefore, I wouldn't be sensitive to all these things. I know your answer, but go ahead and give it to me. <laughs> I haven't Well, a lot of times um, the doctor will give you medication which causes suppression. You know, if you have allergies, you take steroids. Steroids will make you feel better, but it pushes the disease deeper in. I'm hoping that the homeopathic remedy and other changes that you make in your body will strengthen your body. If you have this much sensitivity, that's a sign of weakness of your body. We have to strengthen yeah. your body. And that's the purpose of homeopathy. The strength So should I just continue on homeopathy or I'll Yeah, I would continue it. How long have you been using the remedy? Which remedy? Yours? The homeopathic remedy. Uh-huh. Oh, just a couple of weeks when I joined. Yeah, yeah I would wait. We gotta wait a couple of months or so. And if there's no but change, I, if your body doesn't seem to be coming stronger, then we'd have to consider maybe changing your remedy. Yeah, because I was concerned because now finding this issue of the mold in my house, mm -hmm. it should be changed now. Mm -hmm. Well, see, th there's, there's a whole philosophy on health and disease. People tend to blame their problems on something external. You're telling me it's the mold that caused all your problems. Uh, people say it's candida that caused the problem. It's my sugar that causes the problem. That we have to look at your the strength of your body. And that was a big debate among doctors years ago, whether it's the organism or the terrain. You know, is it, are you sick because of the bacterial infection? Are you sick because your body's weak and the bacteria was able to grow in your body? So you could take 50 people and be in your moldy home and you might be the only one that has a sensitivity. So is it the mold or is it you? So we have to strengthen you. Right. Otherwise you, you, chase, you chase a solution around and you're not really treating the underlying problem. Because not mm -hmm. only is it mold, you're telling me you go into a grocery store and perfume and all this. So there's something wrong with your body. We have to correct Exactly, that. exactly. So the homeopathy treatment you're giving me, I assume, hopefully- Yeah, we, we hope that's the goal. I and I am assuming that you don't want me to take this, whatever this doctor gave me uh, to suppress it, but I just need to hear it from you, I guess. Yeah, I'd be concerned. Also, uh, all of you that are taking a homeopathic remedy, don't begin any other treatment because let's say, you know, uh, Mary, that you start taking this new product and I talk to you in a month and you say, oh, my allergies are gone. I don't know whether it's a homeopathic remedy or something you did to suppress it. The danger is when we suppress disease, it goes to a more serious problem. Yeah. You know, the analogy is a child with eczema. They're given steroids. The eczema clears up, the mother's happy, but later on the child develops asthma. Then they get asthma medications and then they get maybe a mental problem or a physical problem or something else develops deeper. They're pushing the disease in deeper. And when that same child is then treated homeopathically, guess what happened? The asthma gets better, the eczema comes back. And then the eczema is then treated in a more natural way and true healing takes place. So unfortunately, all of us have been subjected to, to suppression all our life. First time we get an ear infection, we get an antibiotic. We get a sore throat, we get an antibiotic. Uh, we have a muscle pain, we get an injection. Everything is being suppressed in our body and we're becoming more and more unhealthy. I'm going to share this one thing with you. This guy was an allergist, and I went and I told him uh, the first point I met him. I said, well, you know, I'm allergic to Clorox and all these other things. They said, wait, we have to clean the room. So what did they do? They cleaned the room with Clorox. Yeah. Nice uh guy. -huh. <laughs> <laughs> I says, I can't stay in this room. Oh, but you have to. The doctor will be, I says, I can't stay in this room. 
So he came in, we're the same age, but honest to God, I said, how old are you? <laughs> I left the room. I said, you're gonna have to see me out of this room because I'm allergic. <laughs> and I said, how old are you? And he told, said the same age as I am. And honest to God, I'm sorry, but he looked like he was <laughs> 110. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Here's the suppression, so, probably popping steroid pills. <laughs> uh, smelling Clorox. <laughs> yeah. And he says, oh, Clorox won't hurt you if you have a strong immune system. Mm -hmm. So, I'm done. <laughs> okay. Dr. I had one, one last question and comment. I've been taking the Aquamed for um, th about three months now, and I can really tell a difference that it's really helped this cataract in my left eye. H how long do I need to take it? I'm, I'm, I've reduced it now to one drop a day. Well, I, just... I would, I would uh, reduce it. If your vision returns to a good functioning level, then you probably don't eat it anymore. I'm assuming then you're making dietary changes, drinking plenty of water, doing other things you know, getting rid of heavy metals. Right, right. So the Aquamed is to actually reverse the cataracts. Hmm. But then I think if you continue uh, healthy lifestyle changes, you know, everybody gets a cataract after 50. Well, last time I went to the eye doctor, he told me, you got cataracts. Hmm. Uh, I got cataracts, but I'm seeing fine. I drive at night, I'm able to function. But I'm sure some aggressive surgeon would tell me, you got cataracts, we better remove them now. Hmm. Yeah. So I think, you know, good, healthy lifestyle, drinking plenty of water, um, reducing stress, all these things will help. So you don't have to use the Aquamed all your life. I just, when you feel your vision is at a good level, then you can stop using it. Okay. All right. Thank you. I was told to take preservative-free uh, eye drops. Is that okay? I was told to take one about four or five times a day. Uh, for what? What are you taking preservative-free for? Preservative-free eye drops, supposedly for dry eyes and everything else that's going on in my, with my eyes. Well, make sure you um, listen to my lecture coming up on ozone, because I love ozone eye drops. They're very natural. And not only does the ozone eye drops help relieve the symptoms, but it also helps to regenerate the eye, which is kind of nice. Where do you get the ozone eye drops? Uh, you have to make your own. It's very simple to do. And you already have an ozone generator. It's, it'll be <laughs> natural for you. <laughs> I'll send you a picture of this thing. Maybe you want to check it out. Okay. Other other questions? Doctor, this is Ruby. I'd like to know how do we access the uh, prayer podcast? Okay, go or to the live one. It's live, isn't it? Or uh, it's live, but I don't video the prayer group because of you know privacy. Yes. Um, so go to prayers for vision. All one word, prayers for forvision.com and um, sign up and then I'll send you a link. I'll email you a link for the meeting. Okay, I'll do that. Thank and you, And that's sir. the third, third Sunday of the month at 7 p.m. Eastern time. I don't have my calendar in front of, in front of me. Let me just pull it up here. That would be um, the eight, the nineteenth Sunday, the nineteenth, June nineteenth at seven, and that's a Zoom meeting, but it's not recorded because for privacy. And then on the eighteenth, Saturday, the eighteenth at noon, I'm going to be talking about ozone. Doctor, I have one question. Uh, before before I found you, um, I was using MSM eye drops, sulfur. Uh -huh. Was that a bad thing to do? Uh, no. No, the MSM is not bad. Um, I just don't, didn't seem to have that much beneficial effect in terms of reversing cataracts. I mean, I've tried everything. 
Oh, I already had Greg's removed. Oh. Um, just me, in general. Oh, I, I think the ozone eye drops are the best thing. It's very natural for you. Ozone is a highly reactive form of oxygen, which helps regeneration. Okay. Uh, soothing. I love, okay. uh, in fact, I travel with the uh, my ozone generator and I uh, my water pick, you know, cleaning my teeth, I use the to prevent uh, periodontal disease. Uh, and a lot, of dentists, a lot of dentists are now using ozone. Hello, Dr. Kondrat. Um, yes. I have a question. Uh, this is Sonia. Um, Hi, Sonia. Hi. Uh, I ordered uh, from you the uh, detox formula and and it comes along with the full spectrum mineral supplement. Mm -hmm. Now I have been doing the IV for the um, for the uh, uh, detox. Uh, I haven't. I ordered this back in December, and just now I am starting to use it. And I found out that the full spectrum mineral expired. Um, the expiry date was January 22. Uh, now, uh, can I still use it? Uh, do you have uh, expiry oh, after expiry? Minerals, the minerals last forever. Unfortunately, the FDA requires us to put an expiration date on. Okay. Um, okay. But the minerals will last forever. I know the homeopathic remedies last forever, but they're required to put an expiration date on. And actually, we're oh. using the same homeopathic remedies that Samuel Hahnemann developed seven, 1750. They, uh, don't okay. they don't lose their potency. So I don't think it'll be a problem. Thank you very much. Um, I just have another update. Uh, my last visit to the doctor uh, about three months ago, um, I was using uh, eye drops, which is the Azopt, and uh, Lumigan. Now he said my eyesight, uh, my eyes are very good and I should stop the uh, eye drops. Ah, I'm happy for you. Same. Yeah, but uh, sometimes I get pain in my eye. Uh, since, the, since the visits every six months, um, I get afraid and occasionally I use the Lumigan just uh, in case my uh, eye pressure went up, I have uh, glaucoma. Oh, you may want to use the ozone eye drops. The one thing, usually an increase in eye pressure doesn't cause pain unless you have narrow angle glaucoma. I do that. Yeah, so maybe try the ozone eye drops. Okay, okay, I will do that. I have the ozone machine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, this will relieve the pain? Because I think it's, uh, the pain may be due to maybe dryness in your eye or just an irritation or a little scratch. Okay. Try that. Then if the ozone eye drops help, then we know that it's probably due to that. Okay. Thank you, doctor. Yeah. Uh, thank, thank you very you. much. Yeah. Is there an ozone machine that you recommend? Um. I, I recommend the CATS ozone machine. It's inexpensive. This is the one that uses ambient air. Okay. The other How one, do you spell it? Uh, K A T Z. K A T Z. Okay. You can call the office. Oh, okay. Uh, and get information on that. But make sure you uh, attend the podcast on Saturday the 18th, I'll be talking about ozone. I'll give you more information on that. Will I be getting an email? Like I get an email for this? Will I be getting an email? Yeah, everybody, uh, but just mark it down in your calendar right now. Right, uh, I did mark healthy, it. Healthyvision.us to get the link. Healthy and Vision. what time? That'll be uh, noon, Saturday, January, or not January, where, where am I? June. Right, Eastern time. Eastern time. Okay. That Thank seems you. to be the best time uh, because we do have uh, a European audience. So they're six hours ahead, that'll be 6 p.m. Then we have the California folks. 
we have the Hawaii folks, so noon seems to be the best. Well, I just had to get myself acclimated to the fact that for me, it's 11 o'clock. Okay, yeah, uh, Eastern time. <laughs> I missed it. I, I came in late. Are recording everything, but I always enjoy it when people are live and they can ask questions. Right. The first time I came in late because I forgot. Mm -hmm. You got to do the brain program. Help you right. <laughs> I have done it. I like how it works. Good. Good. Okay. Well, listen, um, I want to thank everybody for joining the meeting and look forward to seeing you on the 18th and the 19th of this month. And any other questions, just give the office a call. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. 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 Thank you.